good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. It is 11.02 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the 23rd of December. Welcome to the show, and Merry Christmas. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. What a winter storm we are having, not just here in Canada, but North America. This brought high winds, rain, snow, freezing rain, just a whole mix Flight cancellations all across Canada, all across the United States. Um, right now, um, here in, in London, um, we're still under a blizzard warning. And temperatures are just falling quickly. Um it feels like minus 30 um, here um, in London. It's just absolutely crazy right now. So I don't know uh, all the warnings out there to stay off the roadways, don't travel anywhere. Um, like I say, people stranded at the airports can't go anywhere. until things obviously um, improve. Um, just ask people just to be patient, you know, uh, get to your destination one way or the other. It's not the airport's fault. Blame it on mother nature because she's, uh, she's not being very friendly this weekend. That's for sure. So we're still going to be in this um, for a little while. So it's crazy out here. Absolutely crazy. So I hope everybody is safe and uh, you're gathering um, with your family and friends and um staying off the roadways you know just some some of the things here too you know it's like um just across canada you know um for the province of ontario alberta um right now Um, big city of Alberta, we can look at and be able to see, you know, Edmonton right now, 
Um, probably things have ended for them. Uh, because most of the, like a lot of the storm now has moved east, you know, so we're still, we're still under a blizzard warning. And as it moves east, you know, it's, uh, it's not very good out there. So <laughs> I haven't moved my car all day. I don't plan on it. So hopefully tomorrow, I'm not moving it tonight, but hopefully tomorrow, you know, it, it has settled down, you know, enough to go get a couple things done and then be in for the rest of the day and night for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And, um, yeah, that's going to be about it. So... Not too much, but I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's really wreak havoc, you know, not just here in, in Canada, but all across, you know, most of the United States. You can look at New Brunswick, uh, Newfoundland. And Labrador um, probably really hasn't uh, it hasn't really hit there right now because <clears throat> you know it's still sweeping across Ontario Quebec and um, but they do have a special weather statement and um, how much of this is going to hit them on that day, like tomorrow at some point in time, it's going to hit them. So, another points of, of cross there. How you doing? I'm Doug, your host from the Truckers Podcast, FYI. Yeah, so. You know, Merry Christmas. You know, it's it's uh, Mother Nature is just wreaking havoc um, all across Canada and the United States. Um, you know, I was watching the Weather Network tonight, and I'll tell you, you know, something like three hundred million million Americans are being affected by this storm. You know, it's just wreaking havoc everywhere you know we have a blizzard warning still in effect here in southern ontario canada where i'm at um, temperatures right now are um in the city of london where i reside it's minus 18 with a wind chill factor of minus 30 and the winds are just whipping through here blowing and snowing everywhere cancellations of flights all across the country So this is just unprecedented. This is this storm is just it's just wreaking havoc all over the place. So yeah, it's um, 
it's not good. So I'm hoping, you know, traveling, you know, for people tomorrow, uh, I, I don't know, you know, it's, there's still going to be a lot of, um, blowing and snowing out there. Um, we're just asked, you know, if, if you don't have to go anywhere, don't travel anywhere. You know, like I say, all the airports across Canada have canceled their flights. You know, people are not getting to their destinations. Probably a lot of them are not getting home for the for 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 uh, Christmas. It might be the day after Christmas. So, I mean, I get it. I mean, people are upset, but you can't be upset at the airports because they're not going to jeopardize anybody's safety. And airplanes can't take off or land. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, so just the whole country. I mean, uh, British Columbia, um, man, they, they, they were getting it um, since Wednesday, Thursday. You know, and, and of course into, uh, you know, in part of it today, but you know, it's, it's moving from the West to the East, you know, and as it, as it keeps moving further East, it's, it's, it's not slowing down, you know, parts, even parts of Ontario, you know, is without power. Luckily, you know, I mean, here in London, you know, we, we haven't had any power outages, but it's been really windy. Um, it's just not safe to travel anywhere right now. You know, I mean, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even drive to the grocery store right now. You know, my car has been um, parked since yesterday. And the, the rain started overnight, turned to freezing rain, turned to snow and blowing and my car hasn't moved since. But I am hoping tomorrow to settle down. But here, you know, here in London, Ontario, you know, when I look at, um, uh, where is it here? So my city right now, we're still under a blizzard warning. And the temperature right now is minus 18. And if with the wind chill, it feels like minus 30. But then it's going to, you know, when I'm looking at the forecast, um, by Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday is going to be pretty good. It's just going to be cloudy. Thursday, it looks like rain. It's going to be on the plus side. On the 29th, but we have to get through this weekend. We have to get through the Christmas weekend. And uh, Saturday, December 24th, it still says blizzard. Sunday, Christmas Day, chance of flurries. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, things will be um, settled down. 
Um, but I'll tell you, right now, it's like, I mean, we're looking at tonight, you know, gust, the winds will be gusting up to 55 miles an hour. And they'll be diminishing to 40 kilometers an hour, so maybe 25 mile an hour um, to 70 to 45 mile an hour after midnight. So it's, it's just these gusts of winds coming through, blowing the snow everywhere. You know, you know we're, we thought we we're going to have a, a green Christmas. Well, a lot of people got their wish out there. It's definitely a white Christmas, and it's a white Christmas right across the country. Every single province, every single territory is has snow everywhere. So if you're living in a warm climate, feel lucky you're not getting what we're getting right now. You know, it's wreaked habit everywhere. You know, we've had major, major accidents on our highways. Um, even in the United States, like I said, it, 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 this storm is affecting about 300 million Americans. Right from the West Coast to the East Coast. And they're, and they're facing the same things we're looking at. Some places in the United States, it's minus 55. Chicago was getting it really bad. Buffalo, um, right now, is, is getting it really bad. Fort Erie here in Canada, just across the border from Buffalo, they're getting slammed right now. You know, so, you know, here in Canada, United States, if you don't have to travel right now, the best thing to do is, is hunker down where you are, stay home. Be safe out there. There's no point of jeopardizing your safety in others because you got to get somewhere. Yeah, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible out here right now. So, but you know what? It is winter time. And this is what we get. You know, there's more accumulations of snow in other parts of the country. But I can tell you right now, I mean, I've seen, you know, in my lifetime, you know, bigger storms than this with a, with a, with a lot more snow. than what we're seeing right now. Now. You know, here in Canada, I mean, for the past while, I mean, 
even in the last year, you know, we are looking at um, a housing crisis, a healthcare crisis, We are looking at a homeless crisis. Inflation is not helping. And that's the, you know, here in North America and even all around the world with, with the cost of, uh, uh, with the cost of living going up, the cost of food going up. You know, I was watching the, the news uh, this evening and for a head of lettuce, it's like $5 for a head of lettuce. That is absolutely ridiculous. The need has never been more greater. More and more people are turning to the food banks. We have the Ontario government who passed, I believe it was uh, Bill 23, uh, Build More Homes Faster Act. And they want to build on protected green space in the green belt areas. It's absolutely ridiculous. We need housing. Yes, we do. But to go ahead and destroy protected lands. It's absolutely ridiculous. And all kinds of special interest groups all across the province here in Ontario are calling on the Ontario government to scrap Bill 23. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, And then we have um, amendments to, uh, so here in Canada, of course, you know, um, for banning, banning certain types of, 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 um, of weapons. Um, I talked about this on my show the other day, as though the, the uh, people um, who are licensed um, to own to own a gun, you know, and then the, and then, you know, the, the gun activists, you know, are, are complaining about Bill C-21 amendments that could, could impact the rural farmers and hunters. As though they have the right to own a gun in Canada, which you do not. It's a privilege. It's not a right. We are not the United States. We do not have the right to bear arms. 
That's the least of our problems. You know, because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, because, you know, governments do what they do. And, you know, people uh, who have the privilege to uh, have a gun license, to own a gun. And when the government makes changes to legislation on, on guns, you know, it's like the United States National Rifle Association gun activists, you know, obviously there's a difference between Canada and the United States when it comes to owning guns. Like, like I said, we don't have the right to bear arms here in Canada. United States does. So one of the, one of the amendments, uh, the federal government, um, is, is looking to do is one of the major change uh, in the proposed amendments would add a definition for assault style firearms, which is currently um, defined uh, is, is defined in Canadian law. It would include a clause to ban any long gun capable of accepting a, de- a detachable magazine and able to hold more than five rounds of ammunition. I don't know how this affects um, rural farmers and hunters. You don't need an assault style weapon to go hunting. You don't need a weapon that can, that can, uh, accept a detachable magazine to go hunting. It's almost as if they were, you know, thinking they're, that they're banning their shotgun that they're allowed to own which is not the case. You know, so (laughs) that's the least of our problems, you know, from, from, like I said, from healthcare crisis, the housing crisis, and so on. You know, it, it just seems to me is that we wait for things to become a crisis. And then we're scrambling to fix it. You know, how was this not foreseeable? Population is growing every single year. We never done anything with new, like affordable housing. And what is affordable housing anyways? The average cost, the the average price for a house right now, you know, just in the city that I reside in, the average is about $640,000. That's the average. In order to own a house at $640,000, you'd have to be making $150,000 a year.
So what is affordable? What's affordable rent? Because it, it, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's different all across the country. You know, Vancouver, Toronto, and Montreal are the most expensive cities to live in. You know, one bedroom in Toronto is, is around $2,500 for a one bedroom. That's the average rent. And who in the hell can live on, on, you know, $16, $17 an hour, you know, for a place that's $2,500. Minimum wage here in Ontario is $15.50. Yes, companies are paying above that, but they're not paying a living wage. A living wage for Toronto should be starting at $30 an hour and up. Here in the city of London, it should be around $25 an hour. for a living wage. And yet people are still work, are still working under $20 an hour. London had the highest increase in 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 rents at around 39%. Three bedroom townhouses are going for $2,000 a month. And again, if you're making $17 an hour, how are you going to afford a three bedroom townhouse? If you can't afford to buy a house, it should not be more than 30% of your wage of your take home. It should not be more than 30%. And here we are looking at 50% or better that people are spending to keep a roof over their heads. And that's not even including putting, putting food on the table, putting gas in your car in order to go to work in order to earn that paycheck. cost the cost of food you know like I said earlier you know a head of lettuce right now is five dollars more and more people are turning to the food banks more and more people are buying that processed shit food If it keeps going the way it's going, and we don't get this inflation under control, and we're gonna and, and people are 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 resorting to a poor a, a poor diet, this in turn is going to create more health problems down. 
and we already have a health crisis here in Canada. Our hospitals right now, uh, with this R, uh, with this RSV infections in children, our children's hospitals are are, are overwhelmed with sick kids. Shortage of nurses. The burnout rate of our nurses has never, ever been this high. When you have wait times in the emergency departments, 20 plus hours. That's unacceptable. The Ontario government comes up with an idea that, you know, the way to make room in the hospitals for hospital beds is make the elderly or force the elderly out of the hospitals by charging them $400 a day if they refuse long-term care or they refuse their first choice of long of long-term care and they don't take their second, third or fourth choice. And here we are, this was, this was back in October and here we are, on the 23rd of December and our hospitals are still overwhelmed. The more beds act, they call it. Well, it didn't create any more beds. Cause once again, our hospitals are full. They were moving children over to the adult wards because the children's wards are are full. You know, we still have COVID-19. It's now the flu season. This RSV infection that is infecting so many kids. You know, addiction, an addiction crisis we're also facing here all across Canada. The list goes on. It goes on and on and on. Because everything, you know, basically has hit the crisis. Hit that crisis threshold. 
Now we're scrambling to fix it. We're not going to be we're not going to be able to build enough affordable housing to solve the problem. We're not going to be able to build them fast enough. You know, we allowed this to happen. We allowed this to happen. We have somewhat of rent control. You know, but after the tenant moves out of that place, the owners of that property, you know, for, for an example, if they were if they were renting a one bedroom apartment for twelve hundred dollars, you know, here in the city of London, the tenant moves out. They can raise they, that one bedroom apartment now be eighteen hundred dollars. Is when the tenant still lives there that every year the landlord is only allowed to increase the rent by one, 1.2%. And, you know, that might add on, you know, uh, two or $3 more a year to your rent. If you're, if you're still living there every year, but it's when the tenant moves out is when then the landlord can take that and take that $1,200 and then he can turn around and rent it for $1,800. Apartment buildings. You know, it's, if you, if you got a, an apartment building that has, you know, say 500 units, let's say, and there, then there would be maybe 10 that would be affordable. We have projects going all over the city, building projects all going all over the city. And before they started talking about you know, affordable housing, affordable rents, you know, all of these contracts were already put in place before they even come up with this. So what they're building prior to, you know, talking about affordable rent, affordable housing, these are not going to be affordable housings and affordable rent prior You know, every, you know, every, every year around this time, you know, it seems to get worse and worse for people and harder and harder for people. I don't see any difference next year. 
and it'll even be worse. But raising the, you know, the minimum wage and, and people and people who are on disability, you know, a single person on, on, on a disability, I think it's something like 875 a month is what they get for a single person. You can't live on $875 a month. But this is what they get. Special interest groups that have been have been hollering for that to be increased dramatically. You know, for 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 governments to say that, oh, you know, London, Ontario you know, one of the cheaper cities to live in, not anymore. You know, a livable wage would be $17 an hour. Not even close. Not even close. Eight more dollars an hour on top of that would be a livable wage to live in the city of London, Ontario. That would help a lot of people. You know, this is sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, um, I don't like unions. And the reason why I don't is because it's always about money when they go on strike. They're not making enough money. If you're making $30 an hour and up, you're making enough money. It's how you spend your money. It's what you do with your money. If you're living beyond your means, then you need to fix that. There's no such thing when they, you know, when they go on strike, oh, it's about money, oh, it's about wages, uh, job protection, you know. There's no such thing as job protection. Because that company that you work for goes out of business, how's that job protection? There's nothing the union can do about it. Yeah, they'll get their severance pay. They'll get their wages. They'll get a retirement package. Tenure out of a job. Just recently we had we had uh, the teacher 
uh, the teachers' aides, you know, who assist teachers in the classroom, you know, uh, librarians, custodians. Um, that just just last month, you know, they were they were in a rightful strike position, right? Fifty five thousand. And they wanted nearly a $4 an hour raise every year for four years for 55,000. They went on strike, which they were in legal strike position. The Ontario government forced them back to work by using the notwithstanding clause, which means they took the right of the, the right to strike away from them and then impose a contract on them. That wasn't the right thing to do. Because they have the right to strike, they have the right to uh, uh, collective bargaining. So the only way that the union was going to go back to the tables is that the government, you know, removes the notwithstanding clause so we can negotiate. So that's what happened. But they didn't get a $4 an hour raise at all. They got a dollar an hour raise. And that's what the strike was obviously about. It was about money. But they're not making $30, $40 an hour neither. They are making a livable wage. You know, it's when, you know, uh, people who work in, in the auto sector, you know, it always seems, you know, they make a lot of money. I know people who work in the auto sectors. I know people who work in the auto plants. They make a lot of money. And it's always more, it's always more, it's always more. Chrysler got the best benefits you could ask for. But they want more benefits. There's a lot of people out there who don't have any benefits where they work. You know, they just rely on the health care that we have. Nothing else. Dental is paid out of pocket. It's not in our in our healthcare. They're trying to put that into our healthcare. 
prescriptions. If you don't have a health plan, prescriptions aren't cheap. And it should be affordable right across the board for everybody. Whether you have a health plan or not. Shouldn't have to break the bank for your medication if you need it. If you don't have a health plan. You know, I've never seen anything like that in my life, you know, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, people who normally wouldn't have to resort to to um, other services and food banks now have to. Something that started, you know, a couple decades ago wasn't supposed to be, food banks weren't supposed to be around by this time. And here we are. The mental health of people and seeking services for mental health. People are waiting six months, people are waiting a year for help. Canada is supposed to have one of the best healthcare in the world. The course of, of, of the of the of the pandemic is driving those wait times because more and more people need help. We shouldn't have to wait 20 plus hours in the emergency departments, but we are. People tend to forget that nurses are nurses are human too. People tend to forget that the nurses were going through the pandemic with us. People tend to forget that nurses get sick. That they're overwhelmed. People tend to forget that nurses can't break. People tend to forget that our our hospitals can't be overwhelmed. 
What are they trying to do about it? You know, people immigrate to Canada. And where they come from, maybe they, they were a nurse. But when they come to Canada, their, their, their certificates where they came from, nursing certificates where they came from, are not accepted here in Canada that they have to upgrade that certificate. Retaking the nursing program. It costs money. Now they're trying to fast track so that they can have these nurses who were certified in other countries who have immigrated to Canada to bring them up to the, the regulations faster and getting them into the hospitals. But that still takes time. It's time that we don't have. The homelessness is a crisis right across the country. Just here in the, in the city of London, Ontario, on any given night, there's approximately 2,000 homeless people seeking shelters, seeking out the resources, the limited resources that's available. See, it's those that seem that, you know, we never really did much about the homeless. Just let the shelters take care of them. More and more people become homeless. Just let the shelters take care of them. Shelters works on funding. Not just from the government. But from the citizens. Donations. Whether it's food, whether it's clothing. I'm not just talking about, you know, <clears throat> you know, we, you, 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 you have the visible homeless. And then you have the homeless that you don't see. And those are the people who are living with a friend, a relative, couch surfing. 
maybe living out of their car, but they're working. The government doesn't even know what the percentage of that would be. They have no clue because they're not the visible homeless. They're only counting the visible. We have here, we have, you know, a welfare system where people get welfare. have able bodies on welfare. And they changed that program to workfare, meaning that now they have to be in a program in order to help them off social assistance. And yet, all of the London Housing Corporation, so housing for people who are on social assistance, well, they're still living there. Wait times for people to get into housing is about seven years. And then you have people with special needs, families with special needs who need a, a, a special unit, you know, for their disabilities. That's about a 15 year wait. Social housing, they haven't built more social housing since the mid-1980s. That's in, like included like with, with townhouses and apartment buildings social housing. I mean, people who are on disability, you know, or people, you know, who had, have, have, you know, has suffered an injury a mental illness or now would have to turn to disability because now they're no longer able to work.
you know, now, I mean, if they're able to live with family until they can find a suitable place. Work, workplace injuries can be life altering. And worry once we're making, you know, a half decent wage or a good wage. And you, you, you could be, you know, the sole provider for the family. Now you've suffered this injury. Disability isn't going to pay very much. You know, people are, you know, people are facing what we call uh, rental evictions, evictions, rental evictions. Or the landlord now wants to move into that house or they want to move into that apartment. They can evict you. There's a lot of people out there that don't understand their rights as tenants. Landlord serves notice. Gives you 60 days. That he or she is going to move into that apartment that you're in. Or that house that he's renting to you. They can rent it to family. Oh, my son and my, my son and his, his wife needs a place to live. And when it comes to the rental evictions, some people don't even know that the landlord is supposed to pay you a year's rent. People then find themselves, they can't find something, you know, the same price that they're paying and that's affordable. We need to make changes to the Landlord's Tenants Act. Whether they're going to do that or not, I mean, for a landlord to come up to you and say, look, you know, you, you know, my son's got to have a place to live, you know, I've got to rent him out this apartment. Now, it could be legit. There's been, there's been a lot of cases where it hasn't been legit. They just want you out so they can get more money. Same when it goes for the rental evictions. As a tenant, and they're going to renovate your place, he has to give you first choice for that unit when it's done. A lot of people don't know that. And what they want to do is get you out of there so they can renovate it and charge more rent. It's happening all over.
That needs to stop. Well, I want to thank you for joining me tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It is now 12.05 a.m. December the 24th. I hope you have a Merry Christmas. I hope you have a safe Christmas to you and to your family. My next show will be on December, December the 26th. So take care. Be safe. And Merry Christmas to you and your families. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Take care.